Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. The clappy thing clapping means put your phone down, Tyler. Just texting my mom. Doesn't your mom know we have important things to do? Like consume... She, she co- would if I told her. Right, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember my, my father does some... Uh, work on the vineyard for us because he's into horticulture and he's retired and he'll talk to Zach and my, my business partner and Zach will tell him something. He's like, what? I didn't know that. And he's like, what? Willows didn't tell you that. He's like, no, Willows doesn't tell me anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And who is Willows? That is me. Yep. Okay. And this is alcohol beyond this point. The podcast where we debate, uh, business topics, both sober and drunk, to see if we come to the same conclusion, just like the ancient Persians did in their parliament. Um, I'm joined by my co-host. <laughs> Got me, Tyler. And um, this is episode 38. Thank you for stopping by the podcast. Um, today we're drinking some more weird <laughs> shit. Don't say weird. It's um, delicious. Last week, if you recall, we took shots of a mango habanero whiskey. Um beverage <laughs> flavored whiskey beverage and uh, today i made us some moscow mules basically basically ginger beer lime juice and this whiskey so i'm gonna coin it the ma- ma- mango mule the spicy mango mule spicy mango mule wow and then i also have some uh some craft beer shout out rebellion brewing company in regina my favorite saskatchewan brewery and uh Shout out Zero Issue um, in Calgary, Alberta. My, uh, I was looking, I was house sitting for my, uh, for my friend and he was in Calgary and uh, he brought me back some beer. Also shout out Toolshed um, Brewing that he was very excited to share with me, but I am saving those for later. <laughs> I, I just got to spotlight this can. Just the, the side that's facing me just says, it's beer that tastes like beer. Which just reminds me of uh, our friend Darcy. Beer-flavored beer. Yeah. He's ma- famous for his beer-flavored beer. Yeah, which is just a delicious, like, just a basic lager, right? I think so. Yeah, it's just a basic lager, and it just tastes like beer should. and uh, But it has that extra little bit of kick to it that just makes it that much better than your average beer. So, like, you can't even do beer-flavored beer shitty. Shout out, Darcy, our, uh, our resident home brewer. Best home brewer I've ever met. I know you listen to this podcast, so shout out to you. Um, how's your uh, anything new or or what? Um, not super new. I mean, just chugging along with business development. Um, you know, big big sale contract, whatever that uh, potentially or you know that I had gotten through Instagram a few months ago is uh, finally actually materializing so we got fruition yeah so we got blueprints last week and uh in-person meeting i think tomorrow but uh it's gonna be probably about on the conservative side 50 yeah maybe 60 grand to work this year and then um probably north of half a million next year cool so yeah really sick client to have it's gonna probably bump the business by like 50 percent and uh so that's pretty pretty ballin and we have another uh basically with our the business model of you know contracting companies in general especially on small scale 
Um, when you're working with high quality, high skill kind of stuff, it's very hard to acquire employees that actually make your business better. <laughs> so, you know, you can, you can acquire employees, you can train people, but actually getting people that make your business significantly better is quite, quite a challenge. The, the skill, the skill cliff is pretty high. So, uh, what a lot of guys do at small scales, they just kind of acquire or they, you know, do joint ventures and you combine together to make a more effective base. And then once you have, you know, kind of a critical mass number of really competent people, you can kind of fill in with helpers a lot more effectively. So we're kind of looking at, uh, swallowing up another sole proprietor that seems to be really, um, pretty skilled. Um, he played a single NHL game, which is kind of strange. And uh, yeah, he's been a sole proprietor and seems to be really, really high quality. So if we land that, then we can actually, you know, have the manpower to fulfill the contracts that we're closing. My cousin also played one NHL game. I yeah, don't know, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm, I'm very interested to <laughs> he hear was, the story. Uh, he was a goalie for the um, Toronto University of Toronto team. And the Leafs, um, like, guy got injured, second guy got injured, third guy got injured. And they're like, holy shit. So they call the university. They're like, quick, send us a goalie, like, in the middle of a game. Oh, wow. And they fucking called them at home, and they're like, you, like, didn't give them a choice. It was like, you are playing for the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, get here now, basically. And he played, like, the last inning of a game. Inning? Period. Period. <laughs> a sports ball. Um, I think they lost, but it's fine. It's the Leafs. But having like, legit, like saving legitimate goals from legitimate NHL players, that's pretty cool. Probably hurt. I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, super cool. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know this guy's story yet. I'm still very preliminary, but I like the idea of kind of making a uh, kind of like a consortium of Tyler's, where you know, <laughs> where we can we basically are able to bring in like the the best and biggest contracts and keep you know keep guys at like doing good work on the best jobs in the province and that's just kind of like our power is the clients we have yeah but uh you know you need to kind of work under our umbrella to get those contracts because we kind of have a monopoly on it and then also alongside that maybe access to some you know high-end equipment that you wouldn't normally own for yourself but when it can be shared across you know enough. sorry is this something you're working on or this is something, something hypothetically are, this is something we're working on okay cool, cool. uh so there may be equity splits depending on the skill level or whatever whatever the person brings to the business yeah of course more so like how much business do you bring to the business not so much what's your skill level um yeah that's that, that interesting like you were saying with you would have like maybe better equipment or whatever that like anyone in under your umbrella could like use yeah that's kind of an interesting because like the only thing i can compare that to is i know in like the film industry I don't know if it's anymore because I know camera technology has gotten way better for way cheaper. Yeah. But like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, those like red, red IMAX Epic. cameras or whatever red are Epics, like yeah. $2 million. Um, yeah. And there's a uh, universal owns like six of them. There's like 20 of them. And um, so when you would like, when, you know, you get a production company to like fund your movie, they would let you use the cameras basically right. as part of the agreement. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing where you'd have this like fucking insane piece of equipment that no one would want to buy normally, but then like they're right. going to work for you. So it's like, oh, you get to use the fucking big thing. And even beyond that, we're something we're actually just kind of figured out today uh, when we're doing like slab work. Slab is just like giant tiles. Uh, we're getting 
we have we're we're figuring out kind of a partnership with another company where they do the they they come in they template everything out they do the measurements and they prefabricate stuff on like robotic like CNCs. Okay. And then they so they take delivery of the product, they template it, they CNC fabricate it all out, they deliver it on site, and we literally just show up with like our trowels and buckets, and we just fucking put slap, it on the wall. We slap order. the thing on the wall. It's like half half a day. Wow, just that was nice. That was really <clears throat> funny. <laughs> uh, just like half a day, you slap this shit up, and I mean you're splitting. Oh, 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 oh. You're, I'm Tyler. <laughs> you're splitting. <coughs> you're splitting your install fee, but it's like you're super optimizing the installer's time. Oh, goofy! Shut the hell up! <laughs> oh my god! I clipped. Uh, I just edited uh, episode thirty-six. Um, it'll be up tonight. Um, if you're listening to this podcast two weeks from now, this won't mean anything to you anyway, but uh, episode 36, I just edited like this morning and, uh, it's the clip of you going every fucking week. Willows, you kill me a little bit more inside. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's how I feel. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You but keep yeah, coming back though. Yeah. I, I don't know. But yeah, the, uh, warm low fills. Um, the only other thing that, uh, that's one of the other things we might really do instead of just like, hey, we have really cool equipment. It's like, oh, we do the, we have this whole uh, system where we got the job, we got it prefabbed, and you literally just got to show up, slap the shit and up, install it. and install it. And uh, we have a very, very streamlined way to make a bunch of money, lower the skill level threshold, and just like, when, like you, when you start integrating a multiple partners together like that, that's yeah. a lot harder for a guy to put together. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think probably the biggest. Um, the hardest part about you scaling like a contracting business is that if you had a set like you have your team right with your people and then you want to expand so you make a second team yeah they're going to be shittier yeah probably right like yeah. your 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 business is so based on the individual skill of the co- of yeah. the installers very high skill threshold yeah but what you're explaining to me if you you can lower the skill threshold you can keep the consistent, the quality more consistent. Yeah. For because the people with all the skill or not, I don't want to say like all the skill. I don't want to cheapen obviously what you do, but the people with like all the skill would be like manufacturing the tiles and shit and like putting that all together, like yeah. you're saying, right? Yeah. The pre prefabrication <laughs> is uh, something obviously a lot of industries are using. A lot of construction well, of industries are using. Yeah. Like now, a lot of uh, designs are going to like ICF preform, which is like. I don't know what it actually stands for, but basically it's like these foam um, foam blocks. So it's like foam, foam braced together with uh, metal, and then you fill it, fill the middle with concrete. So you can build, and then it's all like preformed. So you, the, they send the blueprint to the foam guys, and then they build the foam according to the shape of the house, and you literally plunk it together like Lego blocks on site. Okay. And then a concrete sh- truck shows up and just like just pours, pours it in. full. Yeah. It takes so little skill to build versus like actually constructing a concrete form, like which a carpenter ha- would have to do. Yeah. And all the bracing and everything goes into that. No, you just fucking plop these things down, build a like, Lego box, fill it up, move on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, prefabrication is. That's the way great, the industry is going, it, probably. It, yeah, it's a great way to scale, and mm-hmm. especially when you're getting into really expensive materials and stuff you have an employee break one slab you just destroyed your entire margin so that's fair yeah and i was just thinking like you know in my like in the food and beverage industry in my industry you have a bar that opens multiple locations yeah right leo's one of our favorite bars that they're a good example um 
they have multiple locations in the city, but they're more or less the same. They got the same menu. They got the same beers, right? Yeah. But if one was like marginally shittier than the other, that would cheapen the entire brand. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't want like one of your, you know, I'm trying to think of the word, like teams, like like a crew, crew, yeah. one of your crews, you can't have them marginally shittier because well, then that's actually, cheapening your entire... Actually, I can. Okay. Because there are different types of installations where, like, you can kind of gauge the quality of the installation by the quality of the rest of the build and of the material you're working with. So you can have lower skill guys still accomplish uh, a completely acceptable outcome. Let's see. Walmart wants their floor tiled. Exactly. That you, kind of idea. You don't need yeah. a fucking... I mean, we're not going that low. But <laughs> but but the same idea, yeah. The the, the yeah. Uh, you don't need to put the same time yeah. and effort into Walmart's floor that you do this these million dollar houses you're working in. Right, and even within the million dollar house, some some are some applications are a lot easier than others. But it's that's a good thing because you can kind of uh, scale people through and train them up. You can start them on. You can have like an A team and a B team. Do does the average contractor that starts their own business do they typically work as like on the ground as the contractor for for until they retire um i mean by percentages i would say yeah because most guys are you know have less than five on a crew and then they just have them with them right yeah it's just you know you and your helpers kind of thing yeah uh, but when you start talking like bigger bigger companies you probably would have to be like 20 people and up when you get to the point where a guy's just going to be in the office all the time well because then you need a full-time people probably multiple people figuring out sales logistics administration yeah, whatever project yeah, management roots and and yeah. um, supplies even, and tools and... i'd say even once you get over like up to around 10 guys you could be in the office full-time and not actually be setting anymore you, you, you'd you... probably be on site supervising but you probably wouldn't be on the tools anymore is that what you want to do, or do you want to be on the tools? Uh, both. I'm probably going to be project manager, sales on the tools. Sure. Until I get tired of it, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like, I, I, I guess I, I like, I like still being able to do the jobs that my employees do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I still want to be the, I still want to be the best installer in the company. Yeah, I agree. Until it's like physically unreasonable. That's fair. Yeah, like I consider myself the best salesman in the company. Yeah. Um, even though I hire people to do events and stuff, I know I can go there and outsell them if I was so inclined. Yeah. And I think that's important for a leadership role because they need to like, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but, um, our friend, uh, Zappa, shout out Christian Zappa, who owns a, uh, uh, lawn care company, lawn care, snow removal. And, uh, he had a guy come work for him who is like, and he's my age, right? Or a little bit older. He's your age. He's like 26 right now, but he was, I think 22 at the time. And he hired this like 60 year old man yeah, to like work. Cause it's, it's just mowing lawns, right? It's not fucking rocket socks. And this 60 year old man apparently was just shit talking him the entire time. Like what the fuck does a fucking 22 year old know about running a business? All this shit, like yeah. just fucking shit talking him because he, because Zappa wasn't at the time, you know, doing any of the like hard work, like he was just yeah. doing administration work. So this fucking boomer thought like, Oh, this guy doesn't know anything about anything, whatever. And then the, fu the funny part was, I think that was the guy that they, uh, the, ma so the manager that this guy was bitching to 
obviously tells up. Uh, he's like, yeah. this guy's just fucking been chirping my ear off all day, fucking calling you a piece of shit, all this. Uh, and then they dropped him off at a bus stop, flicked him three bucks and said, you're fired. <laughs> take a <laughs> take a bus home. <laughs> oh, God, that's amazing. Um, pretty funny. But, uh, but I like... I don't know if this is really related, but like I like to my employees. I, I, to... I probably would have just showed up. I would I would have kicked the supervisor to the office for the day, and I would have I would have started dri- I would have started driving that truck, and I would have kicked that guy's ass for like as many days straight as it took for him to be like <laughs> to break his spirit to, to just literally break him by yeah. working at <laughs> working at such a breakneck pace. And Let's just go! Like, yeah, just like working yeah. pat. Like oh, it's like oh, it's been only it's eleven and a half hours today. I. Uh, how long can you stay? Like, <laughs> yeah. like just fucking break his will My, uh, until until he's like, okay, you're the boss. Like that's probably what I would have done. The other anecdote I have, and then fired him. <laughs> <laughs> this is completely unrelated, but the only the other funny anecdote that comes to mind about my Zappa's company is uh, he had this guy. I don't think he works for him anymore, but he had this guy named Parm Deep that worked Parm. for him. Parm Parm was a cool guy, but uh, I. Don't be stereotypical, but I'm. You can assume what Parm Deep looked like just based on his name. Um, but he spoke very, very good English. But when a customer would come out and like yell at him, he would pretend he didn't speak English. <laughs> Slick. <laughs> it was so funny to watch. Um, yeah, he would be like, "Oh, so like, sorry, I only speak, you know, Farsi or whatever." Like my grandma does that. I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> like, and they're yeah. like, Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> like, but meanwhile, he's like, Oh no, I understood her. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's it pretty funny. My grandma's license expired like 17 years ago. Okay. And she's like, if I ever get pulled over, I'll just play dumb. <laughs> Cause she oh, speaks little... German. Yeah. She would just start speaking German and cry. And she just, she's like, yeah, I'll probably just like cry and talk German. <laughs> and then I'm just, we looked at her and then, and then she just kind of like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> and she just started laughing her ass off. And I'm like, you are a funny ass. You know, your license is like 35 bucks a year, right? Yeah. If you don't have any accidents. Mine was, um, she doesn't like, she has a perfectly clean record. She's never had like a ticket in Canada. My license was only $600 this year. Wow. Um, two years ago it was 2,500. <laughs> yeah. I capped out my, we have a demerit system in Manitoba. If you get into accidents, you get demerits. If you go down to 25 demerit, because we have a publicly run insurance company. Yeah. So they legally can't charge you more for your insurance because it's a government agency, but they can charge you more for your license. So that's what they do. Right. So all our insurance is the same uh, because you're not like, I don't know if you know this, but in we, America and Alberta, um, men and women are charged different rates. Um, right. Uh, occupations are charged different rates. Like they basically risk assess your entire life. They're like right. men men typically drive more aggressively so they get this rate in these cars it's a whole algorithm yeah and it's like oh well, you're a professional stunt driver oh you're gonna get a higher rate because we think you're gonna be more of a risk like it's right. but in manitoba everyone gets the same rate for the it's just based on your car not based on who you are as a person right but you do get discounts if for good behavior Yes, correct. You get like yeah, up to. You don't get charged more for bad behavior, but you get discounts. Yeah, for I, good I don't behavior. know why they're able. They obviously someone smarter than me has figured out what's legal and what's not, right? Yeah. With a public whatever, but anyway, so I capped myself out at demerits. Um, but if if you go like a year, if you you're, so there's like you can go up to na- plus what fifteen? Yeah. 
and then negative 25. So when you're in the like negative 20s, you're paying like two grand for your license every year. But every year that you don't get in an accident, you go up like 10. Or get a ticket. Or get a t- Yeah, you have to go a full 12 months without anything on your record. And then at negative 25, you go up to like 13. Right. Uh, the first year, you go up like 10 the second year. And then you go up like four and then one, 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 one every year. Yeah. Um, because they're basically like, okay, well, if you've gotten to like 12 accidents and you go an entire year without being in an accident, good job, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, need, yeah. It, otherwise, it'd be like in a hopeless hill to climb. You, yeah, exactly. So the most of my... Well, my big one that got me like 10 demerits was, uh, I don't think I can tell this story because I still have a warrant for my, you know that story. (laughs) Anyway, it's It's the whole thing. But that was the big one. And then the other one I hit a, remember I swerved out of the way of a deer and totaled the car? Right. That was, uh, that was, I like, I hope that deer lived a fucking long life and and, (laughs) and died of natural causes. He's on Mitch's wall. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I was dr- and the so here's here's the ironic part. Like I don't I don't drive drunk anymore. <laughs> uh, that's I'll leave it at that. Good premise. You know we're all dumb kids, like whatever, right? But there, there was you know whatever. But I was drinking heavily. I said to myself, you know what? I probably shouldn't drive drunk, and I slept it off. Drove in the morning sober and got in a fucking accident. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> like, no! Yeah, because um, I had to be back in the city for like 10 a.m. or whatever, right? And I was at uh, my cousin's cabin, and uh, I was gonna drive home that night and sleep in my bed. And then I'm like, you know what, Willows, <laughs> don't fuck, like, don't drive drunk, like, fuck off, right? So I'm like, okay, whatever. Slept in the back of the car. Woke up at like 8 a.m., whatever, 9 a.m. It was like an hour back to the city. Um, and yeah, there was, I was taking like a, onto the 59, like one of the, coming onto it. It's like a really, sh- it's like basically a 90 degree angle because you're coming yeah. off a dirt road onto the highway. Yeah. And I didn't see the deer. The deer was, I guess, in the intersect, like in the turn. And I couldn't see it because just how the angle was until I was already like at a 45 degree angle. And then by the time I saw it, I'm like, holy shit. And I like either kept steering or let go of the steering wheel and just started spinning out and then ended up in the ditch. Hmm. And, uh, next time hit the boy. Yeah. That's what they say, right? Hit yep. a deer. That's what they yep. say. Don't it, swerve. It's really dumb. Cause if you hit the deer, you get a, no demerits. It's like a no fault accident. You, because it's wildlife. wildlife. Yeah. yeah. But if you swerve to avoid the deer, it's your fault. Yeah. Well, um, they said though, if you if I had a dash cam that caught that deer at all, right, it wouldn't have been my fault. Oh, uh, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. So I, I've been it's been on my list of things to do to put a dash cam in the van. Um, because yeah, like it, how much is a fucking dash cam? That would have saved me, you know, five hundred bucks in the year for my license if I had. Yeah. Because if it yeah. saw if the dash cam saw that deer, and even if you do, because like they usually if you hit it, they fucking have fur and shit in your grill right they can right. prove yeah, yeah, it yeah, right yeah. but yeah, that makes sense if they had just saw seen it it would have been not my fault but whatever and then my the other one uh i was dry um i totaled my car not on the deer i well i totaled that car got another one totaled that one <laughs> so then we bought a company van and i just started daily driving the company van which i still actually do today and um I was driving the company van and we didn't have winter tires because we couldn't afford them. 
because it's a Mercedes van. Yeah. And the fucking Mercedes tires are disgustingly expensive, like four times this fucking price of like, because they're like the the payload on my van's like way higher than like a f- equivalent Ford. Yes. It's like twenty five hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh, so these tires are, I guess, stronger. I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about cars. Yeah. Well, my my van's the same, but I have a common size, so mine are cheap. Sure. Yeah. Fucking Fords, right? <laughs> like. Yeah. No. My my tires for three quarter ton, five thousand pound payload, like twice as much, was like two sixty a tire for like really good winter tires. So whatever. So these these Mercedes tires were like, and this was back when we were not, we barely had enough money to fucking pay rent, right? Yeah. And um, it was a. We live in a notoriously icy and snowy city, and. Um, it was one of those roads that's like a road with, and then a middle part, and then another road. A boulevard. Yeah, well, I got yeah, like a, a boulevard. Yeah. So I stopped at the four way stop, and I fucking slid all the way through the road, two lanes of traffic, through the boulevard, through another lane of traffic, and fucking T boned a guy. <laughs> slid uh, at like forty. Yeah. Like slid that entire fucking way. Cause it was just one of those fucking uh, yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah. One of those just snowed. Days, yeah. It was just fucked. There was no, I didn't even make a claim on my van cause there was not a single piece of damage. I think like the, the cover on my plug broke or something, by the way, you couldn't even see anything. Yeah. No pain, no nothing. Um, so I didn't even make a claim, but, um, he made a plane obviously. So that way, whatever. But, um, and then that was <laughs> right after that. I talked to my partner. He's like, "Yeah, okay, let's buy winter tires." <laughs> like, I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I had to go through that. Um, uh, that's rough. But uh, yes, and, yeah, you couldn't do the winter tire financing as well because commercial. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I think yeah, we talked about yeah we, bullshit. We, yeah, because yeah, I tried because uh, our government is like, "Hey, we'll finance you winter tires because they want people to get winter tires." And I tried to do it, and they're like, "Oh no, because your fucking van's registered your business, you can't do it." I'm like, "But I." A human drives it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, fuck off. Like, the businesses need financing. You're too. gonna get your money. Like, I don't. Ugh, it was dumb, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, long story short, I have a mixed driving record. I also get like three speeding tickets a month. <laughs> no, I'm I'm way down on that. But I got two last month. Oof. It's fine. I sent them to Radar Rodney. Shout out Radar Rodney. Here's a good fucking business. Yeah. I love it. So there's this guy in our city called Radar Rodney who you send him your radar tickets, your speeding tickets, or you're not stopping in a stop sign. And he send him a ticket and he knocks off money for you. He goes into court and defends you and knocks off money. And then you basically owe him half the money you he took off as his fee. Right. So if he took off 50%, you pay him 25 and then you've had like a 25% reduction for nothing. Yeah. And so apparently this is how he does it because so many people, and he's like a legitimate lawyer, <coughs> excuse me. But so apparently so, cause so many people pay him, right? He walks into the court with like 300 tickets and says, Hey judge, um, it, every single one of these people has the right for their case to be heard beho- before a court. So I will make this take the next nine months or, you cut every single ticket in half right now. And they go, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. Done. <laughs> cut it all in half. Apparently yeah. that's his business model. <laughs> yeah. Cause you'll, I actually, that, that is something that I heard from uh, like an anarchist page about 
if you want to melt down the government or, or just like make make it cease to function in a way that you don't like anymore uh just literally everyone that gets a mundane ticket contest it yeah and then when, they would be fucked and then if every single person just that's step one everyone goes to contest it and then you delay the court appointment three times yeah sure it's about you would back up i so the guy did some fucking math on it. You basically you back up the entire court system for like nine fucking months. Well, and well, they're already because of COVID, they're already backed I'm sorry, up nine years. Yeah, yeah I was nine, gonna say they're months. already backed up nine months. No, it'd be like nine fucking years. Um, in Canada, we have the right to a speedy trial. That's yeah. what it's actually called. Google that. We have a right to a speedy trial. You have the right to your shit because you have a fucking case heard twelve years later. No one fucking remembers what happened. Yeah. And human memory, we've talked about this on the podcast, is fucking notoriously bad. It's very bad. And you ha- so you have the right for your case to be heard quickly. And because of... Speedy. And if you keep delaying it, you can eventually ask for it to be dismissed because nobody yeah. fucking remembers anything. Yeah, I think that might have been like part three is <laughs> everyone gets their tickets dismissed. Yeah. Um, well, the idea was you, you would make basically the police department go broke. Because they would also, every time you contest a ticket, the officer that gave you that ticket has to, to be present. Up. So we, I don't know if other departments do this, but our department started paying cops time and a half to show up to court because they never did. Right. Um, but now they get paid time and a half to go show up. So here's my, here's one of my favorite stories. I was in court one time, um, not for myself, for my business partner. I don't know why I was with them. Was I driving? I don't remember. Whatever. But he was in, tra- it was traffic court. For, never mind. Don't, don't worry about what it was for. Doesn't but, matter. It's, yeah, it doesn't, it's doesn't, his story to tell. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But uh, the guy before us was like defending himself, and it's not like if you've ever been a traffic card, it's not a fucking like court of law. It's basically you just walk up, the justice goes, okay, like whatever, whatever. And uh, so this guy is like has this whole presentation ready. Yeah, it's so funny, and I'm like, I I, I have an int- like. I think I've said this on the podcast. I actually wanted to become a lawyer because we've talked about this because I love arguing with people. (laughs) Yep. Oh, and, uh, and I have like, I can remember fucking weird statutes and laws all the time. Like I, I, and lyrics, I don't know lyrics to movie lines. Like, I don't know why my brain works like that, but it just does. Um, but so I, I'm, I'm interested in like law and and stuff like that. So this guy, it was like a driving without a seatbelt ticket. Okay. This, you know, they claim he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, whatever. And uh, so this guy gets up and he's like, I guess interviewing, he gets to interview the cop, ask him questions, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, okay, officer, whatever. Like, you know, do you, do you remember the weather on that day? Was it a nice day? Whatever, right? And the cop goes like, oh, you know, it was, yeah, it was sunny. And he's like, I would like to submit to evidence this printout of uh, weather, Canada weather, saying that it was indeed cloudy. (laughs) And then he's like, if he doesn't remember the fucking weather, how could he possibly remember what I was doing? Yeah. And then he was like, "Uh, sir, do you remember what I was wearing that day? 
He's like, uh, well, you know, whatever. And he's like, well, I would like to submit this printed out picture of a selfie I took right after I got fucking arrested or like pulled ticketed of me wearing a very dark shirt. If you notice, the dark shirt is pretty much the same color as my uh, seatbelt. Would you <laughs> would you accept that? Yeah. And he's like, uh, whatever. And he's like, so is it possible <laughs> that this seatbelt could have blended in with my shirt? And it was just so fun. It was like watching a fucking TV, like, gotcha. Oh, that was whatever. Really good. It was fucking great. I don't remember what happened, but... I'm going to say, if, um, I hope he got off. Well, I, I think uh, one of my life goals, I think, when I'm a billionaire, I want to, like, show up to traffic court with a team of, like, 13 lawyers with their fucking briefcases and shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, David Cochran for the defendant. And it's like, sir, this is a traffic court. <laughs> like, and he's like, yes. Yes, yes I know. My, we, my boss is an idiot. Just to waste their goddamn time and resources. Yeah. Well, you can ask for, like, they will send you full color pictures of your car getting pulled over. Like, they will send you videos of the dash cam of the cops. Like, they will send you everything they have. You can drag that shit out. Because you have to have adequate time to review it. I right? yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, so funny. If your objective is to win, that'd be one thing. But if your objective is to take as long as possible, that'd be so much funnier. Well, that's what I... Yeah, I don't so give like, a shit. I'll like, pay the $200 ticket. You, I don't give a fuck. You roll in with a fancy lawyer and he looks at the judge. He's like, hi, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, um, they like got drunk at the strip club last night. <laughs> Yeah, like, man, I... That's that's how my Cleveland lawyer was. Not, like, you know, getting drunk with lawyers, but... Or <laughs> with judges, but he had been a lawyer for so long, he just knew every judge by name and their temperament or whatever. He's, like, depending on the day in which magistrate he got. I mean, because obviously you see what magistrate you get when you get the appointment. Um, he, a, he could tell me exactly how it was going to go. What is, is it a magistrate or is it a count judge? Or no, court? it would have been a judge. It would have been a judge. No, we, it's not a judge. In Ohio... Oh, no, no, I was talking about here. We don't have judges per se. Well, we have judges for like criminal courses, but it's criminal cases, but it's just uh, crown attorney, like crown prosecutors. Right. Or um, who's the, de- I think they're just Manitoba justices that like defend, like they're, I don't know. I don't know the legal system here. I don't know the legal system here either. I've never been convicted of a crime. <laughs> um, sheriffs in America are cops. Right. Sheriffs in Canada are court guards or like bailiffs. Yeah. Are are those are sheriffs. Yeah, they handle detention and deten uh prisoner transfer, uh evictions and um like right. guarding the court. Right. Carrying out court orders. Yeah. Do you know that um judges are allowed to conceal carry? Yes, and also there's there's a thing, um, there's kind of like a scam running in uh, some of these southern states where they like deputize random rich people, where that these guys they just got to go in for like a day a year and like do some service, and but they're allowed to just because they're cool. deputized they can like concealed carry in New York and hmm. wherever they want. Yeah, yeah. Well, technically, our mayor in Winnipeg can conceal carry if you were so inclined. Hmm. There's like a lit. Um, this is Brian Packin. Yeah, concealed carry is um very illegal in Canada. Well, very, um, no, not illegal. It's just very hard to get. Very like you think like New York State is hard to get a fucking concealed carry. Try to get one in fucking Canada. Yeah, uh, they issued like five hundred in a year or something in a population of thirty five million. Yeah, um, it's mainly 
uh, like armored truck guards are allowed to conceal carry. Um, but even they don't really conceal; like they just kind of open carry on their hip. Don't well, exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the prime minister's bodyguards are allowed to. Right. But cops can't. No. Our police officers, even undercover police officers, like can't really conceal carry. Like they just need to not have a gun if they're undercover, or if they're a uh, uniform, they need to have it outside of their cloak, like on in a holster, right? Yeah. Like we do not really conceal carry in Canada at all, but uh, technically, uh, like what is it like agents of the crown? Because we're technically a monarchy, um, can like conceal carry, and one of those people is the mayor of a city. Hmm. Um, oh, I think like Reeves technically can, Ooh. which is why I want to get like elected a Reeve of like some weird small town and then just fucking carry a fucking gun. Um, they probably funny. still not let you, but I think you could use that as an argument. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I think it's just like one of those it's like things. bear danger. It, well, it's, it's one of those things that's like in law, but like is not practiced. Yeah. Kind uh, of in poor taste. We, the mayor, like, okay, but like, um, judges are allowed to conceal carry, uh, and there's been situations where they were like, uh, trying dangerous organized crime that they were worried of interference from like the, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so the judge had a fucking shotgun under their robe, <laughs> like ready for like the mafia to fucking <laughs> He's like, not carrying a... Not carrying a little pea shooter, he's got a yeah. goddamn sawed off. Yeah, literally, I, I, it's actually happened. Yeah, it's actually happened before because they're worried wild. about like the mafia breaking in and trying to steal the guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. wild. Valid. Yeah, literally, yeah, wild. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, don't I know. think the more I listen to, um, you know, real Americans talking about what guns mean to America, the more I'm like, yeah, don't take them away. Like I, I think I, it's a I I because maybe as a founding principle it was flawed, but today inextricable. Like you could not take the take guns out of America yeah. and have an America that's no. still fucking intact is not possible. You would I, literally you would literally see a, like a secession of a state. I think I flip flopped on this because I think I, I, I think they're bad, but I don't think you can take them away. Fair. What <laughs> you do you can, what, I believe both of those things. What do you think about in Canada? I I don't know. I think we have a pretty good system here. I think we have a pretty good system too. Um like if you want a gun, you can get a gun. I think uh, I've, you just can't use assault weapons and why would you want an assault weapon? I think I've flip-flopped on this this debate. Yeah. I used to be pro gun control and now I think I'm less. Yeah. I th I think Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of the right-wing people their arguments suck mm -hmm. and that's why i was always like not on their side yeah because a lot of like well i know like i consider myself pretty libertarian i obviously have conservative views and liberal views but that was always like the split i'm and like a lot of libertarians say like well like like you just asked why do you need an assault rifle it's like well why do you fucking need a fast car yeah. I don't need one. I just fucking want one. Fuck you. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. Why do I need anything, right? Which fine. That's certainly an argument. But I hate the like oh, if we ban guns, only criminals will have guns, right? I don't like that argument at all. I don't subscribe to it because they're always like, "Well, fucking 
school shooter didn't have a fucking license for his gun, whatever. Yeah, no, they just went but, to a, they they just went to a gun show and bought, yeah, but bought if, something if, without a but without if, a background check or, or license. stole it from their parents, which that's right. more common. Yeah. So if none of these people had guns in the first place, there was like, well, there's blood on the fucking black market. I think like Jim Jeffries has a good bit where he's like, yeah, black market. He's like, fucking Sandy Hook shooter, autistic as fuck. His words, not mine. He's like, yeah. what? You're going to go down to the fucking dock and be like, guns! Someone sell me a gun! <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean black market? Do you know what a... Do you, have you ever tried to buy a black market firearm? I have. <laughs> In Canada, they're prohibitively expensive. Yeah. You're spending fucking 50 grand on a fucking assault weapon. Yeah. Because it's so illegal. Yeah. Because you get and life then, for And then fucking... you have like a probably 50-50 chance that it's not... It's a, a fucking it's undercover an, cop. Yeah, it's not a gun that shows up at your door. It's the fucking RCMP. My, um, I knew a guy in high school who bought a gun on the dark web. Like a AK-47, a golden AK-47. Oh my God. Just How... like, it's just like spray paint. Uh, it came in a TV disassembled in 60 pieces each piece was shoved in a part of the TV. Right, so it wouldn't get detected in like an x-ray. Yeah. And he had to disassemble, and it came in like a sealed Best Buy box Yeah, with receipts, everything. Looked totally legitimate. How much money did he have? I don't know. Um, Sounds very expensive. This is also, I never actually saw it. This could have been a lie, but it's, it it seemed, it sounds real. (laughs) It seemed credible when he told it to me and his friends were like, oh no, 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 I've seen this thing, whatever. But uh, yeah, and he had to like disassemble this television, take all all these fucking, I think it was like, this was like when I was in high school. So this was like too late, like early 2010s, late 2000s. So I think it was like one of those, not like shitty tube TVs, but one of those like rear projection tube TVs. Oh, okay. that were still like kind of relevant. Like it wouldn't be sus. It, now, 2021, it'd be sus if you're buying one of those. But like 2009, it was like, okay, why are you buying this old TV? But you could kind of thing. Right. And like tube TVs had literal tubes and that's where like the barrel of the fucking rifle was in these like fucking things. Wow. Um. And yeah, and th- there was like instructions like inside of it of like how to take everything apart. And then you got all these gun parts, and then you assemble the gun. That's pretty dope, actually. Because how do you get it through and, fucking and now, security, right? Yeah, now you just 3D print it. Now you just 3D print it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get a shitty gun, but a gun. I I think, like, one of the main points of, like, how do you, um, you know, balance power against the state with gun, with assault weapon bans and stuff, I think that's kind of also invalid because... I mean, you can still run a very effective insurgency with shotguns and long guns. Oh yeah, like hunting, yeah. like hunting guns. Well, because that's like your... all you need. You just like a little bit of fucking modification. Does your insurgency become easier with automatic weapon? Like, you would become more annoying for the government, sure, but they're but... going to be a lot better at it than you are. Like, as soon as you pull out that machine gun. You are target number one. You're yeah. going to get fucking mortar strike and you're dead. Like, and I, I guess like, yeah, that's that's an argument. Like Biden just made this argument. He's like, well, you're going to run an insurgency? I'll fucking drone strike you. Yeah. Biden said that shit. Like, yeah, you just get hit by an A-10 Warthog or an R-9X knife missile. Like, <laughs> we were just talking about this yesterday. These fucking modified Hellfire missiles that just have blades instead of... Yeah, they're literal knife missiles. Yeah. I thought it was a joke. It's not a fucking joke. They have knife missiles. Yeah, yeah. Because... Your M4... Uh, your, your, not M4. Your uh, AR-15 ain't gonna do shit. Yeah. Well, and they can put these fucking missiles like 
like like bunker busters and shit. Like they can put that. They can hit like a square meter from space. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Your, like, your AR-15 ain't going to do shit. I mean, it might be helpful to, like, tire them out on the ground, but if you're really carrying out an insurgency, there's a lot of ways that don't require assault weapons being in every Well, home. I think, like, I think at this point, at this point of, like, nuclear weapons and, like, drone strikes, you know, and cyber attacks, like, all that, like, I think there's more efficient ways of carrying out an insurgency than just going to shoot at your opponents especially in america like okay think about vietnam yeah think about or no vietnam was a war never mind think about like uh where cuba right cuba revolution think about uh well myanmar is having a revolution right think about these places right they are not the fucking united St- you know how big the united states is yeah like it's not as big as canada but you know how fucking wide the united states like it's a big fucking country yeah like and it's an incredible, like it has every, um, every climate structure basically that you can basically, have, every yeah. ecosystem you can like, have. You're not going to be able to like military might control the United States in an insurgency. I think, uh, like somebody actually did like the numbers on this and the entire U S military could control, like, unless they used, you know, weapons of God, like the nu- nukes and shit like that. Yeah. Barring they don't carpet bomb their own cities, <laughs> like just use their own um, infantry or whatever, they can control up to like a maximum of like five states. Yeah, that out that, of out of out of the lower forty-eight, they could control five. That adds, and they would probably pick North Dakota. And they, that. they base at that point, you're just talking about secession. So of some I'll, degree, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think an actual like solution to America is just split it right in half give the liberals one side and the, and the republicans the other side and you have like one year to move your shit to the right side oh, and the they'll line. pay for it yeah be like we'll pay for it you pay for all your moving expenses or they have like a home swap program they launch like a airbnb for oh like and the the democrats will just take republican homes in the other yeah. state and vice versa yeah you just do a home swap that's funny do you see that um um airbnb is accepting a hundred thousand res- refugees to uh from afghanistan in, and putting them in properties, a hundred thousand seems like a lot. Maybe it was ten thousand, but it was like still probably ten thousand because Canada is taking twenty thousand. So some private company probably isn't taking. That's fair. Maybe it was ten thousand. But kinda... also Airbnb can accept them in multiple countries. I was telling you just before the podcast, uh, I meant to eat today right before you came over, but then I got I had to go do something, so I have not eaten at all in the last. 36 hours oh, and God. this whiskey's kind of hitting me so maybe it is 10,000 <laughs> but um oh on that note yeah they're evacuating uh yeah sure yeah they're evacuating about 10,000 a day right now and From, they've got about... because Afghanistan if you're listening to this in future land Afghanistan is currently uh, un- under Taliban rule it just got f- actually by the time this comes out uh the deadline will have passed and uh people may have uh, died a lot so oh yeah because they were like you have this amount of time to get out before we start just fucking fucking you up uh they didn't say what they were going to do but most likely what's going to happen is they're just going to stop september first right yeah they're going to stop letting people uh get to the airport because they control the airport the taliban controls the airport right they control everything around the airport okay the u.s military controls the airport they they drop six thousand troops on it which is a fucking lot to control an airport true yeah but uh what 
is very likely to happen is uh, there is literally thousands of people that want to like take a pot shot at the last American in Afghanistan. So like, <laughs> sure, fair. as those six thousand troops, you know, pull out, like the la- the last flights are there's very very high potential for an awful PR disaster at this point. With like visualize, uh, it's the last day. Fucking last plane is leaving. It's being it again. Blows up. It's being again chased down the runway by you know Taliban fighters or whatever. There's still twenty thousand people on the ground. You're distracting. No, no sorry. There's still twenty. Super interesting beer. I just took a sip of. So imagine there's still twenty thousand people on the ground that should have been evacuated, but you know they didn't get there in time. Twenty thousand people on the ground. Fucking suicide vest goes off. Kills a shitload of people. Maybe a bunch of suicide vests go off because, I mean, yeah, why not? Um, plane takes off, gets shot down by ISIS because ISIS... I thought ISIS it, didn't exist anymore. Oh, they super exist. Uh, uh, right now, there's a there's a faction, the faction of interest, quote-unquote, is ISIS-K. Uh, yeah. And they've, like, they don't currently have any clout or respect because they haven't really done anything is ISIL, big yet. Is ISIL, like, are they cooperating with... The Taliban? Are they, no, they're are they pro- they're, a pro- they're a problem for ta- the Taliban. Are they different Muslims? Yeah, okay. ISIS is Taliban fighters that didn't think the Taliban was radical enough. No, are they different Muslims though? No, like Sunni and what's the other one? No, I think they were Taliban Sunni, and yeah, no, they I think they they're like of the same sect but more extreme. Okay. So they were previously of the same group and then split off because they're like you guys are too lenient. Because I feel like. Don't take this out of context. <laughs> I feel like the Taliban is good. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. Um, they're kind of based, though, if we're being honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We've been talking about this for, like, okay. They're, kill- them, they're killing it on Twitter. They legitimate Taliban members are shit posting on Twitter and making memes. Like, that is objectively hilarious. I, I don't yep. care. I don't care. That is objectively funny. They fucking took a picture. Especially because Trump isn't on Twitter. That's the best oh part. Oh, my God. They, so would, Trump... they would be tweeting at Trump. It would be so funny. Anyway, but like... Can you imagine the shit Trump would be posting? They, oh, this would be amazing. They took a picture, the famous United States World War II picture of them putting up the flag. They fucking recreated that, putting up the Taliban flag in Kabul. Yeah. That is objectively hilarious and they posted on twitter well no and they're tweeting memes like the fucking soy face meme like like that meme like they're doing that shit and like the 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 yes chad that's one of my favorite memes like yes that guy it's like oh you can't just like oh treat women like objects he's like yes and it's the fucking taliban tweeting that that is objectively hilarious i don't give a fuck if fucking Uh, hitler was shit posting I would be laughing. Um, We're in a simulation. Literally, they're, the simulation is testing us to see how far they can fucking push us. But, um, okay, my point being, I feel like, okay, obviously I don't condone the Sharia law stuff. Yeah. The like, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. The like force will be removing women's clitorises. They don't have pleasure during sex and stuff and like marrying off 12 year olds and like beheading women like shit like that. Yeah. Not ideal. I do not like that. But I also don't like. That's a hot take. 
that I don't like the Shari La. Yeah, the fucking hot take. Hot, hot take for Willows. So here's the thing, though, because I've had some of these fucking liberals on my Twitter condemning the Taliban when their prime minister is selling weapons to Saudi Arabia. That does which, basically the same shit. Not basic. They do the same shit. Yeah. They, Saudi Arabia is unarguably the most powerful Muslim state there is. They have the most established set of Sharia law in the world. Yeah, they kill journalists. They kill journalists. They fucking behead. They, they fucking just, they stoned a woman to death a little while ago. I was reading an article uh, because she got raped. Right. But that's technically infidelity. Right. So they stoned her to death. They threw stones at her until she died. Like that's that's such an insanely brutal way to die. Like I can't even imagine. Well, it's biblical, right? Like yeah. that's that's the whole point. It's right? so brutal. And they behead people, and you know, Saudi Arabia is a is a monarchy. Like it's it's a fucking Muslim monarchy, which is like fine, whatever. I don't want to be involved. But our prime minister Justin Trudeau sells them billions of dollars of weapons, so that they can continue doing this. It's fine. So. I don't want to hear fucking liberal voters being like, oh, the fucking Taliban, when meanwhile, we're allies with Saudi Arabia. Have a, like, so my, I guess, official position, I don't care either way. Obviously, I feel for people and I don't want them to get hurt and killed and whatever. But at a certain point, run your own shit, man. We got to worry about our country. <laughs> like, well, like, Afghanistan, if the Taliban gets what they want. If we're going to invade... They're going to basically become like the next Qatar my or the one, next Dubai. Well, here's my point, is that if we're going to... If you want us to go back to Afghanistan, then we muck fucking may as well invade Saudi Arabia. Right. That's my point, is that why are we picking... You know, And you know why we're picking? Oil. No, well, no, Saudi Arabia has oil. Afghanistan is one of the most fertile farmlands in the world. They have 80% of the world's opium supply. Uh, they have like 70% of the world's lithium supply, which we need for cell phone batteries and electric car motors. Um, Afghanistan is one of the most, like, I know American propaganda makes it look like a desert to you. Yeah. But Afghanistan is one of the most beautiful, fertile countries in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think what um, JL, our friend, was saying was they have about 3.2, 3.1 trillion dollars of natural resources completely untapped in the country. Mm -hmm. And that's in an area like the size of France, so because and and China and it's on it's yeah. only untapped, not because what American fucking <clears throat> propaganda wants you to think is because all these fucking Muslim savages don't know how to fucking you know whatever. No, it's because we they've been at war. When did the Russians invade them? The seventies. Yeah. And in the America, America created the Taliban. No, created Al Qaeda to fight the Russians. Yeah, they fund yeah with the Mujahideen, and then to, yeah to push out the commies. And then they trained destroy commies at they, all costs. They picked Saddam Hussein to yeah. be their leader in fucking Iran or whatever Iraq. Like the fucking just I want to get off this topic because I'm getting mad, but like just the fucking. <laughs> Like, cognitive dissonance you have to have to be like, yeah, Taliban bad, Saudi Arabia good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, where did this even come from? Because the Taliban's, like, far right. 
right? Yeah. The reason why America wanted them in the first place was to be f- to take out the Russian communism and be yeah. far right. Well, that's America's policy is and now uh, that's what they're doing is destroy the commies at all costs. Like it, yeah. at the cost of literally not destro- anymore though. No, well, which is the problem. Yeah, well, <laughs> destroying the commies at all costs, including burning down the entire world. Well, just Google, just Google Afghan poppy field American soldiers, and you'll see American soldiers guarding Afghan poppy fields because they bring, they that's where all the heroin comes from. Like, this isn't a conspiracy theory. This mm-hmm. happens. This shit happens. And the like, lithium mines. Like, the lithium US, mines. The U.S. military was moving, like, met. You, thousands of tons, tons. Uh, a day out of Afghan. Like they were mining it while they were yeah. there. And because, and we're only like, you know, lithium mines were making cell phone batteries, which is obviously important, but now fucking electric cars need lithium. Yeah. It's going to get worse. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Lithium is probably going to be one of the most sought after uh, resources because right now China is losing they're, or like they're basically to the point where they need to find a cheaper source of lithium to become or to remain uh, competitive price yeah. wise. Yeah. So if they don't secure the Afghanistan uh, supply of lithium, which I mean, the Taliban now is going to well, the Taliban, guarantee them. The Taliban has said we are open for business. Yeah, and and China's Trade China's us. China's already here's the China long-term thinking they've been working on like rebuilding the silk road for like yeah. decades already yeah so they're ready to go they're ready to fucking roll they got trucks at the border they're ready to fucking roll Which, over like, and they said they were they were going to bring over like a hundred thousand chinese workers to now work the mines because afghanistan and, has a border with china yeah 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 so they're going to basically bring a hundred thousand chinese workers over the border to run the mines and they're just going to split the proceeds and that's going to fuel uh, the, the, the regime and now they're going to have a fucking functional economy like well, they could, they have enough resources to turn into the next Dubai so here's and here's the thing I guess are we okay with the Taliban becoming a legitimate state I don't think we have a fucking opinion in the in the matter well, I don't know we're doing, doing a podcast like well, I don't know would you no, care well, I, mean, I mean like objectively no does Saudi Arabia have elections I don't think so they're a monarchy. They have kings. Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Like, du- I was just, I Dubai, was... Dubai is like a, is like a free port. It's like a, it's a, its own weird zone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a free, it's like a free trade zone, but everything outside of that is awful. But like Abu Dhabi's awesome. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's I don't I think it would obviously take obviously a very long time, and if nobody goes to war with them in the next thirty years, they'll probably. They'll One thing, like, can up. they not just establish, like, the Taliban party and then just have a Congress and shit? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they, why not? Yeah, that's pretty right? much what they want to do. Yeah. They and wanna... we have far-right countries that we don't, like, Poland is super fucking far-right. Hungary. Hungary. And no one gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're super corrupt. They're we super, they're they're super right-wing. They're super people authoritarian. Are, they're people just... are pissed off that yeah. they're Muslim. <laughs> like, yeah, that's literally. why. It's just racism. Like, not well, that we're well, defending the Taliban. I think they're pissed off because it fosters extremism, right? Sure. But, but... Uh, my argument since 9-11 has been maybe don't fucking bomb these people. You kill people. And then their children turn 18 and go, you know what I'm going to do? Devote my life to getting these fuckers back yeah wouldn't you <laughs> don't i would i'm very vindictive yeah. i'd do it for less they cut <laughs> steal my parking spot i'd fucking probably kill your father yeah. but maybe don't do that let's just try 20 years 
Let's not invade anybody. Not kill anyone with a drone strike, and then see if things calm down. Yeah. Because I think, mo- like, if like, the press conferences I've seen with the Taliban, most of them are just like, get fucking America influence out of here. That's all we want. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're... they're- they have not had peace and quiet to just do their own fuckery for a America's long time. been in war since their inception 350 years ago, all but like seven years. And a country can't become progressive if they're at war. They're just going to freeze. Like their society freezes, their economy freezes. Nothing will move a- ahead. Anyway, this is uh, usually <sighs> later. Foreign in the... policy podcast. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, it's, no, it's fine. It's fucking important. I right was now. apologizing to the audience, not you. Um, I, I'm saying it's fine either way. <laughs> um, we're now transitioning to the segment that we call Shot Caller, the uh, part of the show where you, the audience, can pick the shot that we take. Uh, this week, we are again taking a shot of old, smoky, Tennessee whiskey flavored. Uh, habanero fucking mango drink. Fuck you. We did it two two weeks in a row. I <laughs> mango can do habanero it. I don't give a whiskey. shit. Cheers. It's not whiskey flavored mango habanero drink. Well, no, it's a whiskey beverage. Oh. It's not actually a whiskey. Not enough whiskey in it to legally be, be whiskey, considered yeah. a whiskey. Um, what's that beer like? It's good. Take a sip. Fuck. I okay. I tell me what you. Mango passion fruit salad. Yeah, tell me what you think that first like bite is. Strange. Yeah, right. That's why I made that. I made I think the exact same face earlier. Cause the like right on the nose, it's offensive. Yeah, it, well, it's a sour, so it's fine. Like, but it's no, they're like, all they're all they all smell like that. Yeah, it smells bad. But as soon as you get past I don't the think nose, it it's bad. pretty good. I don't think it smells bad. No, it smells like. It smells like a bin full of hops. I think it smells good, but this is interesting. I like it. Um, shout out Zero Issue Brewing in Calgary, Alberta. Um, my friend brought this back for me. We can't get this here. Um, I like it. This is uh, Inns Mouth Mango Passion Fruit Sour. I'm a fan. Nice, nice. Uh, so... I, I kind of want to talk about the uh, subject that I've been talking about to everybody for the last little bit, which is just um, the imminent demise of humanity. Sure. Uh, Let's be- try to give it a business slant because this is a business sure. podcast no, after it, all. It, it does, it does <sighs> pertain to that, obviously, because it's relevant to every business. If the world period. ends, then your business is fucked. Not necessarily. It's not the world doesn't just like end. So I think the world just changes in a way that's gonna be really dramatic. Which I mean, we've all experienced in the last yeah, little you, while. But you, yeah, you guys got me sad last night. We were on a call, the four of us, you, you, me, and you, and our two other friends, and you guys were just talking about like, oh yeah, no, we're like the world is ending. They're like the fucking ice caps are melting. They're pulling fucking mammoth tusks out of fucking rivers. Like we're all gonna die. And it's soon. But <laughs> our friend Mitch is very outdoorsy, knows how to fucking hunt and shit. He's well, like, oh, I'll be fine. He's a Métis hunting guide. Yeah, and you know how to build houses and JL's learning fucking whatever. And then I'm like, I don't know anything. I'm going to die. Um. So I actually have good news for you because I thought of this after you hung up. Okay. I'm like, what's Willow's going to do in the apocalypse? I'm like, oh, make liquor. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to... They're good. Because what... There's, Me and Zach are just keep... You need, like, meat, 
salt, and alcohol. Warmth, <laughs> water, woman, liquor. Yeah. <laughs> like those are the businesses well, I guess, yeah, that me exist. and Zach will just keep doing what we do. Literally. Yeah. 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 You no, know, we'll we'll restart the the YouTube show. Will it ferment? <laughs> and it's just like well, the infrastructure is so, falling down. They're like, can you make this into <laughs> liquor? And Isaac's is like, fuck yeah. So here here's here's also what I was thinking about this after the call as well. And like I think we're probably agreed on this that it's not gonna be a Fallout style nuclear war. Everything gets fucked in a day, and then we're well, in the Stone Age. Probably. I don't think so. Okay, so happen. okay. Well, maybe we don't agree with this, and so let's argue. But I think it's not likely. But because of everything else that happens, it's going to bring international tensions to its maximum point. Period. I okay, so here's here's what I think. I think people are so self interested, right? Mm-hmm. That at a certain point, it almost like flip flops. Because at a certain point, they're going to be like, oh, God, we have to cooperate. Otherwise, we are all going to die. Yeah. I don't think the average person, I know the average, you know, probably right-leaning person more than left-leaning person. But I think the average, like, you know, right-leaning person doesn't, will never be a communist no matter what. Kill me first. Right. But then when it comes down to join my commune or, yeah, no, you're getting shot in the face. They'll be like, okay, fine. Right, but there's going to be, you know, right, right-leaning right communes and communities. There's going to be libertarian communes. There's going to be communist communes. Like, there's it's going... all the same shit, though. It's well, fucking it's, it's the, horseshoe it's the, theory. It's where the, the, yeah, it's the, the rhetoric. The farthest right and the farthest left yeah. are exactly the same. Yeah, it's the rhetoric that changes. Like, yeah. But there will, be, there will be a place for everyone. Like, uh, the biggest... Okay, maybe we should like back up and talk about why we're talking about this. Because um, sure. we're already like we're jumping in halfway into this conversation. Sure, yeah. So, so we started talking more about um, climate crisis, basically. Because was where this started. Will we be the hottest year on record in well, Manitoba? Because the UN. Oh, uh, we're like UN we're beyond report, saving, yeah. basically. <laughs> well, not that we're beyond saving, but we're at the point where um, they're they're basically. Because the UN can't say the world's going to end because... Uh, Cause panic. Right. Uh, and also, when you're talking about scientific consensus... Okay. And then... What? So that's the premise. That's the premise of the conversation is uh situation's fucking dire. And uh, it's about to get real bad real fast. And some of the estimates say, you know, tw- uh, one and a half degrees warming hitting could hit as soon as 2026. So if you do the fucking math, that's very close. Um, and at one and a half degrees, things get pretty crazy. Like storms get really bad, droughts get really bad, tornadoes, fires, rainstorms, droughts, um, heat waves. Mostly, the the fucking heat waves, the killer heat waves, are just gonna get insane because the tornadoes and the hurricanes and the typhoons are really dramatic and they make for good news, but heat waves are what kill people. Like you're when you get to the point of the extreme heat waves that are going to happen, you know, four or five days over 40 degrees Celsius or, you know, over 120 degrees, over 125 degrees Fahrenheit, like 128 degrees Fahrenheit, planes can't fly. 
And so you have airport shutdowns, you have cars breaking down, you have people. Well, there was like you one, have people baking in their cars yeah, there, at the side of the were, road when they break down. There was one day this week, or sorry, this year, this summer, that India got hot enough that your body can no longer cool itself. That's so. That's not that hot. That's only thirty-five degrees. No, no, no. It was forty-seven. Um, there's dry temperature and wet temperature it's is different. Th- 34.5 wet bulb is the, is the kind of point of, uh, now you start dying. Yeah. Cause your body like can no longer take can't shed anything. Heat. Like yeah. there's nothing in the atmosphere. It's not enough for it to like get any liquid from. And well, your body just can't shed heat. It's going to continue to build heat until yeah. it overheats. So, so like using shade, like we're gonna, using water, like, like so, okay. So people probably under we don't we don't need to go any more into like this situation, right? People understand it's fucking dire. People understand, but if like, you don't believe me, fuck you. Well, there's a lot of people that don't. So I think I if you don't believe me, it doesn't matter. Just wait. I haven't recently, at least, talked to a climate change denier that doesn't think climate change is happening. I think the number most is most of the climate change deniers that I talk to yeah. think that climate change is happening, but it's not our fault. Mm-hmm. That the world goes through ice ages, it goes through heating periods, and we're just in one of the normal cycles of the earth. Right. And that it, humans will survive it like we always do. So that's the evolution of opinion, maybe really even the last five years. I think it's pretty recent because yeah. I think people are just completely denying it. And now it's literally you can't deny it anymore. Like it's just yeah. happening. Yeah. So I, I think the actual number is 87% of uh, people believe in it. Like that's including Republicans, like including yeah. right wing. Yeah. But our conservative party in Canada can't even acknowledge it's a real thing. Oh, I've, I wish they didn't exist. Um. So around you know eighty seven percent of people agree it's real, but the thing is they can't agree on its cause or its solution. And this the, is yeah, this, that's the and biggest this is thing. what's gonna fucking kill us. Because yeah, oh yeah, nothing short of extremely dramatic we're, and draconian measures would fix we're, anything. We're gonna be on fire, arguing how to fix the how to put out the fire. No, we're gonna be on fire arguing about electric cars yeah like it'll when, we'll yeah. be we'll be like a it'll, we'll be like two decades behind on our actual issues the, the like it, always yeah the yeah the 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 climate problem is going to have to be so acute and so severe and so extreme like you're going to have to see like think about how many people died from covid like you know millions of people are dying from it and you you still can't get everyone to take it seriously you can't even get people to acknowledge it's real. Right. So in order to actually do a reasonable, take a reasonable action to, you know, start fixing climate change, which is going to fuck the world economy. It's going to fuck the in- infrastructure. It's going to destroy people's way of life. It's going to be so disruptive, so destructive, which is most people's argument for not taking climate change measures because they're like, oh, it's going to destroy the economy. Like, yeah. 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 But also will the well, apocalypse. But you, you know me, like I'm one of the most probably capitalist people out there. So you'll do great. Well, here's the thing though, is that I capitalism is based on abundance. It's based and on when, resource extraction. You, well, exactly. And when we when we reach a point of scarcity when we don't have the resources and we can't have in because capitalism is based on 
infinite expansion. Yeah. That there's always going to be a year where you can beat the previous year. Yeah. And eventually we will hit a wall. That's just, it's just going to happen. And what I have debated with people, I get into a lot of like internet debates with people that are, I'm just defending points I don't believe in just because I'm bored. But the legitimate debates I've had with people like JL, for instance, like someone who I like and respect and think is intelligent, is that we both agree that capitalism is coming to an end. Yeah. It's just inevitable. But what does a post-capitalism society look like? I hope, like, anarcho-capitalism would be ideal. I just don't think it... Like, it's going to be... We're going to develop systems that haven't been ever seen before, I think. Yeah, like, because I, I love the mutual the mutual aid idea is but fantastic. It, but I think the amount of how technology is going to have a effect in it, I think is beyond our comprehension right now. Yeah, that's going to be weird. It's like you're going to have... You're going to have, like, the Wild West of, like, towns trading and sheriffs sheriffing, but the internet? Because people are going to find a way to keep the internet going. Oh, of course. People are going to find a way well, to no, keep the like, basics of the grid going. Like, we're gonna it's going to be weird. We're going to be, be, like, plugged in the Matrix. Like, literally. Like, it, you know, it's, uh, I don't, so I've had debates where it's, like, what is post-capitalism look like? And I don't think it's socialism. I don't think it's communism. I don't think it's, no. I don't think it's going to work because... I've had this. It'll have to be a hybrid of all of them. I've said this position before. I think that money is one of the smartest ideas that we've ever had as a society. I think that currency directly takes that little fucking thing inside of you. The the self-interested part, the part that's like, I need to do this for me kind of thing. Yeah. And it translates that into a physical coin that you can hold. Right. I think currency was the smartest thing, and I think that's what got us here in the last 200 years. Yeah. I think currency is the smartest development, and I'm not saying... And arguably currency exchange and the stock market. Like Yeah, is that, some the, of the smartest, because yeah. obviously we've had... Equities, equities markets and commodities markets based on you know, a currency. Uh, it's like that's, obviously we've that's had, everything. Obviously we've had currency like Mesopotamia and, and Babylon have had currency for you know 4,000 years. But they didn't have equity markets. It, well, that's what I'm saying. In the last like 200 years, yeah. since the uh, or even like since the Industrial Revolution, pretty much. Yeah. I think that money and the stock market, had that's... It's... It's the most effect. It's the most effective. It's not perfect. No, it's the most no, effective no, way that close. we we have yet found to yeah. modulate an economy. Yes. Here's here's an interesting take that I actually heard, and this is why I'm like more doomsday than ever. Which I'm I'm not a fucking doomsday person. If you know me, I'm extremely optimistic. But I heard this on MSNBC's Worldwide Exchange. No. We don't need another shot, Will. Let's put it down for now. Fine. Um, so <laughs> they're talking about how uh, the Fed, with its open, you know, bond buying and what its supporting of the of the uh, of the economy and of the stock market. Every time the Fed does anything and like twitches its pinky finger, the whole economy twitches. The Fed was the worst. Taking the U.S. off the gold standard was the dumbest thing ever. Right. So right now the Fed is basically supporting the entire U.S. economy, and everyone's like, oh, the economy's great, the stock market's great, everything's great. Um, I don't think maybe they realized what they were saying, but in this interview, they basically said once the 
Fed stops, if the, if the Fed wasn't doing what it's doing, if the Fed stops doing what it's doing, the all the support under in, within the economy will completely fucking dump and you're talking free fall you're talking dirty 30s you're talking like cataclysmic uh, collapse of of the equities market i'm not saying the economy will collapse like the equities market is super dependent on it right now because Everyone is looking at what is the Fed doing because the Fed must have, you know, an oracle eye into the future. <laughs> of course. And, Meanwhile, they don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. But that doesn't matter. Does, no, because, it's, because everything's based on it. Right. Because everything's based on it. And yeah. that's key to my next point, which is hedge funds. Like you look at BlackRock, you look at any big hedge fund. They have AI. Sys- capital. Right. They have AI systems that are making decisions based on what the per, on parameters yeah. and a giant parameter is going to be the fed so all of these things it's like a fucking house of cards <laughs> and there's just like you knock out one of these pieces you break confidence and it implodes well because like I, I i always say like we're not living in like a capitalist society this is a corporatist um cronyist system it's fed backed by money printers like it's not well like it's it's, can, far, it's far removed from the principles of capitalism yeah exactly yeah exactly and like uh corporatist is basically when like um but i'll give the, my but in the name of growth we have to come up with it and then socialists when i debate them will say like oh that's inevitable in capitalism not necessarily that, that giant corporations eventually take control of everything Right, um, which is like fine. That's a that's an argument at least. Um, I don't disagree. Like, I, I'm so you can conf- have you can have capitalism and also have antitrust. Yeah, like I yeah 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 I I guess like we're just too many fucking people. That that was our <laughs> that was our that was our fucking. We need a plague. Wait. No, like that was um the earth is going to I purge. always I always preach how great the Hutterites are. Yeah. We have a big Hutterite Google what a Hutterite is. The last people alive on earth will be the fucking Hutterites. 100%. No no question. The Hutterites um, of Manitoba will be the Google, last one standing. Google what a Hutterite is. About 90% of them live in Manitoba, Canada where we live. Yeah. Uh, they're basically um if Amish use technology and that's, also had superpowers. Yeah. But think about that. That's that's what the Hutterites are. If Amish people use technology. So these are a isolated people who tell the government to fuck off. Like they don't want their pictures on licenses. They don't fucking respect the government. And they live in their communes away from us. But they also have giant manufacturing operations. And they have some of the most high tech. They have the highest technology available in the country. We were just talking about stars. Remember? Oh, you, yeah. You were asleep, but... Um, the, yeah, oh, this is wild. The, uh, we, a couple weekends ago, we went to the, the lake, my, my business partner's cabin, and uh, we were boating in the night, like coming back from the island we were getting drunk at, and we saw there was this fucking giant spotlight. It was really That annoying. like blinded us, and I was like, ooh, it looks like a fucking guy with a spotlight on it. Like, how fucking bright is that flashlight, right? wake up in the morning man drown in the lake yeah and we pretty much saw it right 
man drowned in the lake and they sent that was a rescuer like looking for the body um unfortunately he died passed away and um they found his body later but who found his body was the um the hutterite like like uh rescue team yeah because they they invented a, a radar no a sonar technology yeah that for is lakes, yeah. for manitoba lakes specifically or just for lakes whatever but they got like a government oh, no, what, what was it i was laughing it was a proceeds of crime grant yeah they got all the money that they like the the fucking rcmp has taken from me right i mean other people that have been convicted of crimes um and funded this like sonar technology they have a patent on hydrides are awesome and they have figured out when they hit 500 people in a in a colony i think it's 300 is it 300? I think it's 300. When they hit 300 people in a colony, they split in half and they make a new colony. Yeah. And they always keep it under that. And the pa- and the and the colony is led under the structure of a church which is a pastor yep. and deacons. But even the the pastor and the deacons don't have final say though. No. It's like a community vote yeah. essentially. And these fucking guys are awesome. I don't want to like rat on them too much. But if you ever like work with them for a while and like trade with them and like you're they trust you yeah they'll be like hey you drink alcohol and you're like yeah I'm like let me show you something i've seen some fucking distilling operations in like basements in these fucking hutterite yeah. colonies like i've seen some they shit. have money and they like, make great wine like like these they, their operations in these communes like they're not just they're not just shitty little operations like they are the size of commercial farms. oh yeah like, no no, no. like they're, tens they're... of millions hundreds yes. of millions of dollars no of they're assets. not they are not making they're a commune a community they're a capitalist commune yeah they're a community owned commune that make that is manufacturing and fucking ripping off people and never give a how to write something for free because they <laughs> will never pay for it again yeah after you give it one time for free they will never pay for it again yeah, they're cheap as hell. But I love them. They're, and they, they 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 will rob you blind. Oh, like the the they're great business. The Hutterite colonies great around uh, like Winkler. Yeah. Um, it's I've seen it before where people like they'll set up their garage sale, but like in their garage, like not on the driveway, because the Hutterites will roll up with like you know as we call the quote unquote Hutterite van, which <laughs> is like the Ford Econoline they, they fifteen buy these, passenger. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so they roll up with a fifteen passenger van with like four. Uh, four women and like 12 kids yeah and they they'll roll up they'll all like burst out the door and they will fucking take over your garage just sale and will you and out of your shit no, no 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 they'll rob you blind they won't buy a goddamn thing and they'll walk away with half your shit <laughs> but because there's so many people you can't like track what's going on and they, like, they, lit- steal they literally like make pouches we don't want to we don't want to accuse them of stealing no no, no this isn't accusation this is shit i've literally seen firsthand <laughs> this is firsthand account like this one woman I don't she, I'm not co-signing anything Tyler's saying right now. This one woman got busted at Superstore because she had like sewn into her dress like layers of petticoats. She would like go around Superstore and just like stuff her dress full of shit. And like the security guard I guess like saw her, um stopped her at the door and is like, "Okay, like we need to we need to deal with this. Like you have you have so much shit in your dress right now." And they just like started like pulling it out and it was like a shopping cart worth of so, stuff stuffed into her to dress. To be absolutely fair, it's always moral to steal from giant corporations. Which is like that's how they feel. Like they don't that's feel, how I feel they don't feel that like the law applies to them. So as a small business owner, 
I don't want anyone to steal from me, obviously. Yeah. However, comma, if you grocery stores waste so much food mm-hmm. that they don't give away to homeless shelters, um, not their fault. The government doesn't let them, at right. least in our province. Um, the owners of uh, Food Fair, who I respect a lot, Manthar Zeed, um, has been a v- great advocate for the for everyone in this province. He's a great guy. Um, he's tried to give his leftover food that was going going bad to homeless shelters. Uh, the government fucking fined him for it. Can we like take that take on that law like? I think people were working. That's so on frustrating. It. Yeah, because because it's a food safety issue. Fuck them. That's what I say. Is when a when when our country is producing enough, like America produces enough waste to feed the entire world. Did you watch that video that I sent to the mastermind chat like a couple hours ago of the no. guy that's like from the Intergalactic Space Council? No, I've been working. And he's like, okay, so uh, um. So how's your how's your he's like so you how fast are your teleporters oh no no teleporters okay it's like um uh what about your uh, high speed rail system around the planet oh, okay no 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 rail system okay um uh how about your your food system it's like are you making enough food he's like yeah okay well I've seen reports of uh, people starving though it's like oh lo- logistic it's a lo- logistics <laughs> issue you want me to write down logistics okay. Okay, it's a logistical issue. <laughs> like, like that's we, so. It's fucking disgusting. As a super capitalist person myself, in a society where you're wasting that much food, it's moral to steal from superstore. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. No, I I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like, this is the like the reputation of them is like they don't give a fuck about the rules. I mean, you obviously take measures to protect yourself from getting I guess, robbed. So I guess, but... like, like I guess, like, give like I think charity. I think if we had a, obviously, my political beliefs differ based on what I think can actually be accomplished. Yeah. Like ideally, we just have an we have no government. We just all trade with each other and like whatever, right? But realistically, that won't happen because there'll be people like me. Taking advantage of everyone. Um, when you say taking advantage of, you mean selling them all the liquor they can drink. Sure. But, well, I, get, I, I don't know. I'm, I guess, like, I'm... This is why I don't like to identify myself as any left-wing or right-wing or anything like that. Because I think these fucking... These grocery stores should be giving away their fucking rotten... Not rotten, but, like, over-expiry date food. Yeah. I think they should or be slightly, fucking compelled to do yeah. it. Yeah. But I also think that, like, ideally, a government should not make you do that, but you want to do it because you want to help people. Right. You shouldn't be compelled, but, I mean, most people would be out of... Most people are good. I, like, yeah. we've talked about this on the podcast a hundred times. I think most people are good. Yeah, which is why I think the end of the world is not going to be chaos. The chaos is going to come from the people in power trying to retain power. Yes, and the chaos is going to last, is going to be fleeting. Yeah. And then the rest of us are going to step forward and and because a lot of us have levels of things that we want to be that we're comfortable with. I personally like electricity and internet and my cell phone and indoor plumbing. Like I personally don't want to live on a fucking ranch in the forest, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but I think there's enough people like me 
that will come forward and be like, you know what? Maybe we should keep the internet Facebook fucking running guys. Maybe that should be one of our priorities as a fucking society. Like I think that as things get taken away, more things will get added. I don't think we're ever going to go through like a fallout style apocalypse where we're just all living in fucking raider camps. Well, the issue is the, um, another shot. We're going to take another shot. Just camp. because. Cause it's the, the issue is I've had like two drinks open this entire time. I've had a cocktail and a beer. And I haven't eaten in 36 hours. I, I'll reiterate. Uh-huh. And I got to work in the morning. Mm-hmm. So let's take another shot. Fuck it. Uh, so the the one thing that, that fucks us all up from the, you know, dystopian future ideas of, you know, we rebuild a new society and all that. Yeah. Is the inexorable march of climate change making life fucking hell every year sure and worse yeah like we're talking best case scenario if everything gets better from today which is guaranteed to not of course uh we have about 30 years before you return to being as good as it is today again it's like when you stop smoking right and then it gets better right because the the the, the inertia the momentum of the climate change right do you think every every year that we're gonna hit a we're gonna hit a cap though of shit going bad yeah, like, okay, like, as a society, Western society at least, has been like, yeah, maybe we should do electric cars. Like, right. we're kind of switching that way. Even China. China's, like, swearing to be fucking uh, carbon neutral by, like, 2030 or something. 50. Okay, but still, that's within your 30 years of, like, no re- no return kind of thing. Uh... Okay, China's the biggest polluter in the fucking world. No, the U.S. military is. And I hate the U.S. military too, but like as a country... U.S. Like, military number one, U.S. number two, and then like China is like number three or four. I know India is like bad. Yeah, but they don't have as many cars. They don't burn as much shit as we do. Mm. Like, well, Canada's not fucking a problem. No, relatively no. We have enough forest in Canada still. It evens out our carbon footprint. Yeah. But, but still. We're, we're carrying the team right here. Uh, but no, I, well, I guess like, why do, why, I guess this is everyone's mentality is like, what, what is me caring going to do about this? And then everyone thinks that and then nothing happens. But like, realistically, no matter what I do with all my businesses, the U S military is still going to pollute more than me. Pollute more than the country. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's why like it, climate change is going to progress until it destroys enough infrastructure that we stop we can't subsist we, how we, we literally can't pollute yeah. enough yeah. anymore like we'll die because yeah everyone's dead yeah yeah everyone's or dead. cars can't run because it's too hot or the oil pumps are shut down because everyone's dead or we run out of oil yeah, yeah. so like those those things will need to ha- will probably need to happen because we're fucking stupid we yeah humans are dumb yeah. like we're not i don't think there's any scenario in which we are able to implement policy quickly enough or radically enough radically enough to actually make a difference like the like this is one of the uh the ideas like reading a lot of sci-fi novels it's like the the billionaire godlike being that comes in with this super technology and saves everyone 
colonizes Mars, starts up a new colony. Like Elon Bezos. Exactly. Elon Bezos, the fifth child of the monarchy that runs the world. Wow. I can see it now. Um, (laughs) uh, Like that. He has a big chin. Yeah. Like that God complex, I think, is dying because the consistent pattern among the rich, powerful, and geniuses that are in the know, quote unquote, in the know are buying bunkers to protect themselves. They don't have a fucking plan. They don't have a contingency. Yeah, like, but should it be there? Whose responsibility is this fall under? Well, it's... Everyone's, But right? that's... Everyone thinks that those are the people that are going to fix the problem for them. Yeah. They're going to sit back and be like, oh, they'll invent something. Someone, oh, the, the U.S. government will come up with something. Oh, DARPA probably has something. I kind of feel like that is true, though. Like, it, someone m- will figure something out. It might be, but it's probably not. And if there is something, it's probably not going to Okay, work well, then we're all enough. fucked. What's your fucking plan? Buck up. Yeah. Buck up, ride it out, and try to have fun. <laughs> like, literally, that's my plan. So here's my plan. This is, how, this is what I'm dealing with it. This is how I'm dealing with it. Um, basically, like, I want to build... I, I've always had, you know, a vision of a dream, of dream house. That's just slightly changing at this point. I want to have, you know, my not necessarily off the grid but like fully self-sustaining house in the woods because i'm in canada and that's very accessible to me like if the power goes down there's a month-long snowstorm if there's an extreme heat wave if you know the water plants can't sustain us anymore like if any of those things happen i want to be able to just live day to day like if I can, like, just, if I don't need to work my job anymore, I can just fucking retreat to my cabin, and I can spend all day just living. You know, I can hunt enough, I can fish enough, there's food, I can grow enough vegetables in my garden to stay healthy. Like, that is my priority for the next decade. And it was kind of my dream anyways, before I got freaked out about climate, is to just kind of have that lifestyle. Just because, you know don't make a fucking dent in the world like that's that was just kind of always my dream but now it's almost more of a necessity than an ideal to strive for so like that's what i'm gonna go for is like i'm gonna start preparing for the fact that um i can't just get bananas from california for three dollars anymore like if i want fruit i gotta find a way to find it or grow it or if i want onions i gotta know how to plant a fucking onion and i need the dirt to plant an onion. onions have layers yeah so that's basically my plan is like, I, you know, take care of yourself first. And is once... that going to be your tip of the day? We could try it's hour 35. Remember, plus the 10 minutes we did before I yeah. switched the camera. So yeah, I guess like we this find, is, this find is... a way like get, get your fucking emergency. Like I'm actually, this is the scary part. I'm here. <laughs> I'm starting to hear podcast ads from FEMA saying, Prepare yourself for extreme weather events. It's fine. It's like when a tornado comes knocking, are you fucking prepared? That so, FEMA is putting out ads like this on Spotify. Vima? Which is a, FEMA. FEMA? Yeah. So this is our segment that we call business get, tip of the day. Get fucking prepared. Where we uh, give you a tip, a business tip, um, based on something that we're currently going through in business. And Tyler's tip of the day? Is buy a bush. Hmm? is have a plan because I don't watch any movie 
Like when the smallest shit Watch goes anymore. down, when the smallest shit goes down, everyone runs out of the cities. Everyone's like, for some reason, they don't know where they're going. I'm gonna stay in the city. Yeah, me you, personally. Yeah, you'll run into the city and you'll be yeah. the king. Exactly. Uh, Thank you. But have a fucking plan, like even a basic one. Like most people, when I say have a plan, it's be- if you have. If I was born a thousand years ago. I'd be a king. Find the poorest peasant just to give him a gold crown. You melt it down, that's enough to feed the whole town. Whoa! You with the lyrics. Shout out Big Heath. If you have four weeks of food, four weeks of water, you are like in the top 1% of most prepared people on the planet. Sure. Like buy a bucket of dried food. You can buy buckets of dried Seeds. food. Like Seeds, that's what they tell right. you. Seeds. Buy seeds. Fresh water. Like, keep... It's not hard. Turn on the fucking tap, buy some containers, keep, like, 40 gallons it of goes f- bad, fresh though. water. I mean, eventually. Yeah. But, like, use it for bath water or something when it doesn't. Like, mm. clean the house, cycle it out. Yeah. But, like, keep some amount of fresh water in your house because, like, I had, I've had water cut off of me, like, twice this year just because construction on the street. And it's really humbling when they cut off the water and within three hours I'm like I'm in trouble <laughs> <laughs> your word like I, my my toilet's full of shit I can't flush my hands are dirty I can't cook like I don't have water I like you go to you know drive a couple blocks down to like a friend's house to like get water so I could get through the evening like just if that's all you can do the fucking basics and I think the same goes for your you know for your business and the people within your business Think about the ways that you're actually going to be fundamentally useful to the world and kind of prepare for that because as climate events get more extreme, as, you know, world markets get more volatile and unpredictable, just think about your position because, I don't know. Are podcasts going to happen in the apocalypse? Are we going to keep podcasting? I was, I was actually gonna just going to... I was just actually... That was going to be my next thing I was going to say. Um, well, I'll like, I'll like snowshoe like yeah. 74 hours so, over to your house. And we'll to, fucking radio like AM radio broadcast. <laughs> I want an AM radio show. So here's what I'll... Here's... I'll ask you a question. Because I think... We, well, so I think that documenting my life... Yeah. And my, my journey and everything, I think that's really important. I think that's one of the most important things ever. Yeah. When people, people always say that way. Like, that's why they write books, right? That's why they, but like, I think doing like a weekly podcast like this and just talking about my life and then talking about my opinions at the time, I think this is very important for the human race. And I don't give a shit if people listen to it right now. Like, I just, like, I know that's kind of like whatever, that's kind of, well, Willow's your fucking idiot. But, like, I honestly do think this is important, what I'm doing. Yeah. The documentation, I think it's important. And if we're going to do this, like, I'll, I'm ready to do this every week until we fucking die. Seriously. AM radio, baby. Seriously. Well, and if you are too, what year, let's fucking clip this, this is going online, what year do you think the entire world society will collapse? God. Uh It's to the, it's uh August 2021 right now. 
what year do you think the entire world society will collapse? Will be ir- like what you're talking about? Uh, let's fucking- say maybe not collapse, but will be unrecognizable. Yeah, we, we, you, the climate crisis has gotten so bad. Like you know, like everything we've been talking about. I think 2050 is a long shot. That's like it's probably going to happen before then. On the I think 2050. I think 2050 on the long side. So that's 29 years. Yeah. 28 years, 29 years. So I'll be we'll be what 30. 50, 60, in our 60s? You'd be old men. That's on the long end. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the aggressive end, I'd be like maybe a decade before that. Maybe. We'll see you. <laughs> we'll see if Trump gets elected again in 2024. He will. Do you think he's going to run? Of course he's going to run. Okay. Trump's gonna fucking win. Did you of course see him, he's gonna run. Did you see him uh get he's, a, he's already campaigning. Did you see him uh Alabama? He recommended everyone get the vaccine. Yeah, and they booed him. So I retweeted this video. Even Trump has a few brain cells. At Vote Willows on Twitter. I retweeted this video. I know I I will I have been on this podcast saying I think Trump is smarter than people give him credit for. Um he was in Alabama talking to a crowd and he was basically, he no, what he said was like, yeah, like how are we going to end this fucking pandemic? Get your vaccine. People go boo. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know your freedoms, your freedoms. I got the vaccine 10 months ago. If something bad's going to happen, you'll be the first to know. I'll call Alabama. I'll be like, Hey, something bad. I'm like, this is literally verbatim. What Trump said, Google it. Trump is like, get your fucking shot. I got it. Yeah, if only he did that a year ago. <laughs> fair, fair. But um, I don't know. I like whatever. Um, you're very doom and gloomy this week. <laughs> it, no, I'm. I also want to just kind of sum it up and say I'm not usually like this. Uh, this is a moment for me. I also just had my 26th birthday. Like it's. Right around the the two to three weeks around my birthday and around New Year's, I'm all <laughs> fucked up every year, Fair. guaranteed. And we 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 made so on it was his birthday. We were both working. Mm-hmm. It was like a long day. We were both working. We were like, uh, let's hang out on the weekend. And then on the day, I got all my Snapchat memories of us taking shots every birthday for like four years yeah so i just sent it to you and you're like <laughs> so you came to my office and we took a shot yeah just so we could do that yeah like left work early yeah um so thank you yeah um i in uh, the satanist religion mm-hmm. anton LaVey satanism which i'm very familiar with um the only there's other satanistic uh holidays you can you can observe but the only holiday you need to observe as a Satanist is your own birthday hmm. because nothing is more valuable than your own existence. Right. Because Satanism, Anton LaVey, Satanism is about individualism. Right. Um, it's an atheistic religion, basically worshiping th- Satan to make fun of Christians. Essentially. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's just a meme. It's uh, literally because, and they, they dress up in the, like there's pictures of Anton LaVey in this fucking flowing robes, like these black robes that you would like, you know, you think about, and then he has naked girls on these fucking stone tablet, like whatever. And people asked him about it and he's like, well, yeah, I'm just doing a stage play just like the fucking 
Catholic priests do. Yeah. But I'm honest about it. Yeah. I'm honest that this is all fake. That mm-hmm. it's, we just like dressing up. It's fun. Yeah. And he's like, fucking priests do it, but they think it's fucking serious. It's not. They're fucking Yeah, they idiots. think it means something. Yeah, exactly. And um, I wouldn't call myself a Satanist, but I they, respect the they whole. Have some good ideas. I respect the whole thing. And um, literally in the only, because they, they have these like weird Satan holidays that you can take, but they said if you're, you don't need to take those. The only holiday you need to take is your own birthday. Yeah. Because you as the individual that like, I think it's like some line that's like, if no one else is going to care about you, fuck you. I'm going to care about me. Like yeah. something like that. Like, yeah. I, yeah, so, absolutely. so I put, a, I always take my birthday off of work. Yeah. Even if I go to work, cause I usually work on my birthday cause I own a business, but, um, I mark it. I think it's really valuable to market. And that's why I wanted you to come have a shot with me, little boy, little buddy. That's little fair. Boy. Yeah, I, I, I tend I tend to not care about myself very much, so Aww. that's good. But I think, yeah, I think birthday has something to do with my state of mind. And like, I I will also preface this with the fact of like, I'm not one of those fucking doomsday grifters that's like trying to sell you something or well, something. Well, now you're, or you're to closer get to fifty than you are being born now. Gross. Uh. <laughs> disgusting uh like i'm not i'm not trying to fucking run a grift here because i would be pleased as goddamn punch if i'm wrong about everything yeah and i'll live a happy life yeah i'm not trying to sell you anything like this is something that i'm taking seriously and i'm sharing because obviously you know if all all there's a oh there's a mudslide that's gonna break down my house maybe yours it's like i'm probably gonna tell you about it yeah yeah, yeah, Um, for sure that's how i see it oh and you know it's it's fucking serious and it's objectively true at this point. I don't so, know. the mudslide thing just made me remember. I want to bring this up because it's going to be out of my mind soon. So the other day, this was Tuesday. It's went yesterday. Was this really yesterday? Holy fuck! The day is yesterday. So yesterday, <laughs> I got woken up by a bang. I still want to know what happened. No, well, I'll tell the story. So, um, it's the time of year, it's September, or it's nearly September, it's the end of August in Winnipeg, it's cold, getting cold at night, so it's the time of year we turn off our, uh, uh, air conditioning and just open the windows in the house, right? And, um, so I have my window open, um, and, uh, I'm sleeping like a little, little boy, and then I get woken up by a fucking bang. That was half trying to get Tyler off his phone, half like trying to illustrate the, with the story. Um, and I'm you know half asleep, and I'm like, oh okay, whatever. It's um, I, I like they're doing construction across the street, they're renovating the house, so I'm like, oh whatever. Yeah. It, excuse me. What it sounded like to me was something fell. Right. Right. And then so I'm like, oh whatever. Close. Roll back over. Close my eyes. And then my phone buzz, 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 buzz. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and it was a bunch of texts. So I grab my phone and I look at it. And I, and it's uh, we have a group chat with my two roommates and my neighbor and her husband. And my neighbor is telling me um, who's uh, because uh, well, I'm driving my business partner's car 
he has my van at the vineyard. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving his car. So she didn't recognize the car. She's like, whose car is that right in front of the house? And I'm, you know, I, I was going to go back to sleep, but I fucking responded, mine, why? Move, fire, now. <laughs> With three different texts, move, fire, now. So I fucking jump up, you know, throw on a fucking hoodie in my boxers, run outside. My fuck, I'll put a picture. If you're watching the video version of this podcast on youtube.com slash vote willows, um, I put a picture right now, my fucking neighbor's driveway his van i guess is on fire yeah like fucked fire like you saw the videos like like engulfed in flame and my partner's car who i'm driving he's right in front of that fucking driveway so i literally sprint in like flip-flops and boxers and a hoodie jump into my fucking partner's car and move it and then i come back over and you know everyone's all my neighbors are standing in their front lawn we live in a uh, upper middle class white neighborhood. So everyone's fucking looky looing, right? Whatever, but whatever. So I go over to my neighbor's uh, driveway who I'm friends with and we stand together. You know, and we're just watching this right across. It's my literally my neighbor right across the street. Their fucking van exploded. And the explosion that woke me up was the gas tank popping, I guess. That's what the fire department said. Right. Um, and then there was four other explosions. Uh, every tire popped. Right. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a rich white neighborhood, like I said. And uh, people called the fire department pretty quick. They showed up. They put it out, whatever. Yeah, they moved quick. They were here. Oh, we have a fire department just down Roblin. Yeah, they were they were like shooting out the hoses before they even like were got off the truck. Well, yeah. And then they were like, I have a fire department three minutes down the road. Yeah. Um, so it was a whole thing. And it's funny because people always park in front of the fucking fire, uh, hydrant yeah. on my road always. And I even park like, cause it's right in front of my house, but on the other side, like the other lane. So I always park in like kind of in front, probably too close to it, but like enough, they could have whatever. It's in a ditch. It's fine. It's fine. But, um, it's, uh, this was like the day no one was parked in front of it. Nice. Every other day people were parked in front of it. This was like the one day no one was parked in front of it. Nice. Yeah. So whatever. But they, they put it out and uh, his fucking, my neighbor's house, you can see, I showed you today, like uh, the siding has like buckled in the heat. Yeah. And uh, it's all black, like smoke damage, like it's a whole thing. And my neighbor, who's actually a, uh, uh, my next door neighbor who like told me to move the car is an insurance adjuster. Oh, is that nice. a co- complete coincidence? That's her job. And she was like, oh yeah, now, so for the next nine months, the house insurance people battle the car insurance people in court to see who pays for it. Oh. <laughs> nice. She says she sees that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was this a weird, like, that was the first time in a while I've had adrenaline. I forgot how right. that felt. Like, like honest to God adrenaline, yeah. Because I re- when I read the text move your car fire now like, <gasps> i was literally hey, like, like you're awake well no because i'm thinking like my car's on fire the house is on fire i didn't fucking know like if you read fire and you yeah. heard an explosion you're like uh and when i ran out my back door because we used the back door instead of the front door when i ran out my back door my next door neighbors on the other side were like all standing on their fucking deck watching this thing and i before i could see the fire i saw yeah. them 
gawking at it. And I'm like, oh shit. So I, so I had this fucking adrenaline rush and then I haven't had adrenaline in a while. Had it a few times when I had like guns pointed at me and stuff, but like, I forget how like after it wears off, you're just shaking. Yeah. And it's just like this weird, like your body's like, try. okay, we're alive, like whatever. So I went and got a bunch of beers after. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that. Like you're like, ah, breakfast beers. Yeah, yeah, like this was like 10 a.m. So like 11, I went out to the pub. That's exactly what I did when I got fucking mugged is like when Stella's and like had fucking liquor and breakfast. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. the same thing I did. And uh, I just I drank got... a bunch of beers and then went to work. Yeah, I got but, mugged um... at like 9 a.m. and was... Yeah, yeah, I remember. I was, when you I, was fu- me. I was fucked up for like six hours. Yeah, yeah, it was a whole thing. Anyway, but um, I that was a, a story I wanted to tell because I probably won't remember it coming up. But it has nothing to do with anything. But so, my business tip of the day, mm-hmm. which is the segment that we are on, has literally nothing to do with anything we've said Perfect. this entire podcast. We have not even mentioned it. It's a completely. Which is great because you usually struggle for this one. Non-taxable benefits. Okay. Period. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Same one. So as we're starting to make more money, my corporation, I own 50% of my corporation. My business partner, Zach, owns the other 50%. So we are, and it's corporations, so we have a board of directors. We're the only two directors. So anything we agree on becomes law, right? Right. So if you know anything about taxes, um, getting paid in income, in Canada at least, is taxed quite high. The highest tax rate in Canada is 48.5% or whatever. It's basically 50% of your money. Half your money gets paid in income taxes. So there's a lot of non-taxable benefits that you can give yourself as a as an owner of a corporation. Even if you don't make this much money, this is why it's a good business tip. Even if you don't make a ton of money, um, America has a similar th- because I I know that sixty percent of our listening audience is in America, according to Spotify. Mm-hmm. America has a similar thing called an LLC, limited right. liability company. And you can form a limited liability company for like a hundred bucks or something. It's super yeah. cheap. Well, I mean, corporations not much more. Corporations about two grand because you got to pay. You got to make your corporate bylaws and stuff. It's all thing. But whatever. But the actual filing fees though. Filing is like sixty bucks or something. Yeah. But um, in Canada, you kind of have to pay a lawyer to do it. Yeah. Uh, in America, you can just file an LLC. It's like a hundred bucks. Do that. That's my tip, but also not my tip. Um, because so non-taxable benefits there's a list the CRA the Can- Canadian Revenue Agency has a fucking list of benefits that you can pay directors of a corporation and not pay taxes so one of them for instance is a uh, you can pay for a car mm-hmm. which I do you can pay for a car for your directors that's not taxable that income that pays that can't be taxed Mm-hmm. Cell phone can't be taxed. Home internet can't be taxed. Uh, food, uh, quote office canteen food. Right. You know how much fucking time I spend in my office? Like a lot. Yeah. So your corporation can buy food to keep 
in a office canteen, quote, 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 any of that food, groceries, is not taxed. Right. So you can basically have a couple of meals a day that you don't have to pay taxes on that income, right? Yeah. So there is a ton of... And now that we're, like, starting to pay... Because um, our first, like, year of salaries... Salaries, if you will, um, between my partner and I were just loan repayment because right. we loaned money to the corporation to start the business. But now that we're like starting to pay that off, we have to start thinking, okay, how do we structure this shit? You know, you pay yourself two grand a month, right? Why do you need two grand a month? You pay, you know, 800 bucks for rent. Then you pay 300 bucks for a car. You pay 200 bucks for groceries. You pay 80 bucks for a cell phone. All this, right? Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, think about this. Corporation pays for 80, 80 bucks for a cell phone. That's non-taxable. So that's less money you have to pay yourself, less income you make on the books, less tax income taxes you have to pay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, you get two meals a fucking day at your corporate canteen. So it's now you know 125 bucks less a month you have to pay taxes on. Right? Your mm-hmm. fucking car, your fucking insurance, your, all this shit, right? Yep. So Google non-taxable income and then plus your state, whatever state. Non-taxable benefits. Non-taxable benefits, Ohio. Non-taxable benefits, Michigan. Google that. Read your tax code. There is a fucking cornucopia. Or better yet, ask your accountant because you should have one. Please have an accountant. Yeah, ask your accountant. Because but if, you, but no, but if you have a little LLC and you're just fucking around. Yeah, maybe so. But yeah, for most businesses, an accountant, a good accountant, will be worth his weight in tax. Oh, benefits. dude, I the amount of fucking money my accountant mm. saves me. Like GST grants. Oh, these like, weird manufacturing grants that he somehow knows about. Yeah. Like, no, hire an accountant. But, um, um. Yeah, so that's that has nothing to do with the podcast we were talking about, but this is something that me and my partner have been doing with the business. Yeah. Is non-taxable benefits um, is much better than just paying you. Mark Zuckerberg has a $1 a year salary. Right. Because income taxes are the highest taxes you pay. Yeah. Yeah, and also you don't pay, he doesn't pay taxes on the increases of his wealth yeah. when his uh, stocks go up every year because... If he doesn't sell them, he doesn't pay taxes on it. Yeah, because it's an asset, not an income. Yeah. And even capital gains is is half your income. Yeah. Like it's it's 50% of your whatever you're paying in because that's, that's your capital gains. But if it's like a direct benefit, like a car paid for you, it's nothing. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing. There's no taxes. Yep. So that's my tip of the day is look into that Google non-taxable benefits and then the state you live in or the country you live in and uh, start reading about that because... You can even subsidize your own holy rent. F- no, you, uh, yeah, you can. Like 25% of your rent um, as long as you, quote, use certain space for office work or whatever. Like, yep, which, you can write which off, I do. You can write off your internet. You can write off computer purchases. Like yep. you can, like it's, yeah extensive you it's it's very extensive google that shit that's my tip of the day yep including everything that we spend money on for this podcast (gasps) true this podcast that is called alcohol beyond this point um thank you 
Alcohol Beyond This Point on Instagram, Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast on Facebook. Uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. I'm pretty drunk. Um, I hope this was kind of informative. I think we just ranted about the Taliban for like two hours, but um, it's fine. Um, hopefully you liked my non-taxable benefit rant for like eight minutes at the end of the podcast. It's pretty if, good. If you got, the, <laughs> got this far. Uh, my name is Willows. Vote, like, vote like, Willows on everything. Like literally, if you would have gone to like an entrepreneurship seminar, for an entire evening I gave you that, more value that's, than... what, that's what you got in 8 minutes yeah. so fuck you fuck you for listening to this podcast thank you for listening to the whole podcast it's and, a uh, my favorite like running joke is that Tyler just hates the audience <laughs> and I and I love the audience that's like my favorite <laughs> like I'm so annoyed with you right now yeah and I love you thank you for listening yeah fuck off um, <laughs> uh, thanks like I don't know. Like, and tune in to AM seven fifty when oh, we dude, switch to. Dude, if if no, what's not AM radio? What's the other ham radio? Ham radio. What, no, well, no. Our but ham radio see, station. The thing about ham is that it's it's, um, too limited range. I think, right? No, ham is like you can cross like America with ham radio. Oh, is it? I don't know anything about radio waves. Um, we're gonna look into it, and if the internet ever goes out because of an apocalypse, we're gonna be on fucking ham radio. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Be hawking USB sticks at the farmer's market. Here's a QR code. Follow our fucking radio station. Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast.